Welcome to the Metal Maven Podcast, where we explore and discover the process and passions of artists in the metal music and art community. In episode nine of Metal Maven Podcast, I'm joined by Iris Hussens, lead singer of Belgian metal band Spoil Engine. Thanks for being here, Iris. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, I hope I've added enough on your on yeah, your last yeah, name yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy that you're here to join me and talk about all the new things that are happening with you and Spoil Engine. There's been a lot of excitement brewing. You guys are close to releasing Renaissance Noir on November 15 through a rising empire nuclear blast. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. This is your second album since joining the band, with your first display of metal prowess being 2015's Storm Sleeper. Compared to the prior album, how does Renaissance Noir continue to redefine Spoil Engine? Well, uh, we moved on as a four-piece. So at first we were with five, so we are now back to uh, as a four-piece band. So that's a thing that's very different from Storm Sleeper. So our lead guitarist, Steven, he did most of the songwriting, most of the riffs. From the riffs, we started to add drums, add bass, and then in the end, we added vocals. So it's mainly his and the bass player's influence, and they listen to bands like Pantera, Machine Head. So it's more riff-based, more direct than Storm Sleeper, I guess. So when you guys produce albums, it seems... Everyone records in their home studios and then final mixing and refinement happens at Henrik Studio in Sweden. What is your favorite part of the recording process? I like the songwriting actually. So creating a song from nothing until it's like 100%. That's my favorite part. The recording process itself, it's just, yeah, I do enjoy it, but I like the writing process more. So what are your personal influences and inspiration regarding lyric writing or songwriting? Oh, lots a lot. I listen to many kinds of music, many genres. So I think my influences are from metal bands. I'm a huge Bring Me The Horizon fan till like Taylor Swift stuff. So I listen to so many things that I think my influences are very wide. All right. Cool to know. I was just wondering how that all worked out for you guys. I also want to talk about the visuals for the new album. The artwork for Renaissance Noir was created by Adrian Baxter, based in the UK. How did that collaboration happen? I think our bass player, he went on a big search for artists on Instagram, actually. And then he found Adrian Baxter through Gojira. And he sent us a few pictures of his work. And yeah, we all really liked his style, really liked the detail he puts into his drawings. So we were convinced that he was our man. So we messaged him and uh, we sent him some basic ideas. We wanted the Renaissance team to come forward in the paintings. And after that, we gave him just a carte blanche because he's he's so talented. He just has to do his thing and then the magic happens. So, yeah, that's how that happened. Okay, because I was looking at it and I was just like, I see Leonardo da Vinci's Vitruvian man in there, the torso of him. Yeah. And there's a lot of that Renaissance style, like flourishes, almost has a tarot card appeal to it with the, with the two daggers. Yeah, yeah. And I was also wondering, like, is that checkerboard frame that's surrounding the central figure, does that hint at like a game being played? 
yeah, the political games that are played in this world. So that's that's a good catch to see that. So yeah, yeah, some of our songs are political, like riots, like war zone. So yeah, that's that's a part of that. Well, this plays into my next question with music videos. So for Riot, the aesthetic is very clean with surveillance and events of change as subject matter. So the common thread I'm or pattern I'm seeing is revolution. It's like each album, this is just me. This, I always just come up with my own theories for bands, but for me, it seems like each album takes place in an alternate reality where we're still fighting for freedom. So how does this topic of revolution play into your music? Yeah, indeed. In Storm Sleeper, there were also hints uh, in the lyrics about revolution, about like uh, standing up for your rights, standing up for other people's rights. It's a topic that keeps evolving. So I write about it a lot because I think it's important and it's important to support like the uh, climate movement that's going on um, around the world. So uh, we just wanted to do our our part in that. And as an artist, you have a stage to speak up. So yeah, you should use that, in my opinion. That's awesome. I also see like a futuristic post-apocalyptic vibe happening too. So like for me, it may not be the band's intent, but when I listen to Doom to Die, yeah, for me, it's like a spell that takes you into these other worlds, these alternate realities. Like you're inviting others to join you. What is a fight for the future? Yeah. I go in, I go hardcore when I like listen. I try to see what the common thread is and yeah, you're very good in this. It's a, it's fun to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys have a new music video out and single, The Hallow. And I was just wondering why this song for the second single and music video? Oh, well, because uh, we had this uh, great collaboration with Jeff from Carcass. So we really wanted to use this song to show the people that we did a collaboration. And we're very happy with the end result of this song. I think the chorus is one of the catchiest that's on the album. So yeah, it was a logical choice for us to put that out as a second single. So how did this collaboration happen? Oh, well, we have we have the sound engineer called uh, AK. He does also sound for Slayer and for Carcass. And Jeff was in his studio doing some pre-production vocals for Carcass at AK's studio in Belgium. And Steven knew this, so he went there and he talked to Jeff and he asked him if he was interested in laying down some vocals on our track. And then he showed him the song The Hello that was already recorded at that moment. And he told Jeff, yeah, just do whatever you want to do on it. We had some lyrics and he recorded it in a few takes and that's how it happened, actually. That's fun, featuring other people and kind of having their, their style infused into your work. Yeah, yeah, I know Steven and Dave, they are huge Carcass fans, uh, so they are, it was like a dream for them to have Jeff on the album, so when the opportunity came, they grabbed a chance. So for the music video, what was the idea behind the concept for it? Well, it was me doing a music video on my own because a drummer, Matt, he was in uh, Australia for a few weeks, and... I, I did like the video for Disconnect, I did the video for Black Sails, I did the video for Singing Sirens. So I do a lot of video stuff. I studied media design for a few years. So yeah, I had to be 
kind of creative and I only had myself because there, Matt was not here. It's weird to only put Dave, Steven and me in it. So then we decided, okay, it's just going to be me and we're just going to make some psycho, weird, glitchy vibe in it. And it's kind of a long song. It's for, I think, four and a half minutes. So yeah, it was a challenge to fill the whole song with shots with only me and a few from Jeff, of course. But I had two friends who helped me out with this with the filming process. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy how it turned out. It took some hours, but uh, yeah, we did it. Well, I've also read that this album is part of a rebirth for you guys with a, a lot of heavy emotions and subject matter. So the title basically means like dark revival or essentially a comeback. And I was just wondering what was that trigger, that driving cumulative force behind Renaissance Noir? Yeah, we had a lot of stuff going on through our Storm Sleeper run. Like we got robbed in Milano when we were on tour, stuff like that. So there were personal things like of every band member that happened to them in that period. And like we were kind of unlucky at the end of our Storm Sleeper run. So we were kind of down, but there was a lot of frustration and just anger in general so we had to write this album and just put everything in it and I think that went very well so yeah that's how Renaissance Noir became how it is today and we went from five people to four people that's also kind of a rebirth again as a band. So do you think this kind of provides a bit of closure to all of that all of those things that happened in the past and kind of forge a new future like a fresh start for you guys? Yes, definitely. We look forward to the future. We're all very happy with the new music. So we're very positive now. So it's like the opposite of the end of our Storm Sleeper run. So now we we just have new power, new force, and we want to go for it. Nice. I definitely know you will, yeah. Yeah. So how has assuming the role of lead singer and that transition been for the band, for yourself, and for your fan base? Why did Spoil Engine choose you over all the other candidates vying for this coveted position? Yeah, they had like 30 um, auditions before me, so that's quite a lot. They searched for over a year for a new lead vocalist because they wanted to grow bigger and do it very different from uh, the previous singer. So they didn't want someone who could do what he could do. They were looking for a new sound. And they found that in me. So that's how uh, how that happened. You've been doing this for four years as the lead singer. I want to go back basically to your beginning with this. Is You're introducing Iris video. Your style of singing is generally a male-dominated arena. So I was just wondering how has this emergence been for you in this regard? Because if you read the comments, like the second comment on introducing Iris is like, I could fap to this. And then, you know, another one is like, metal is so completely dominated by male vocalists that hearing a woman behind the mic is refreshing. So it's like you have this polarity with how people regard you as a a front person of a band. So I was just wondering how you feel about that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's sometimes it's, uh, you know, if you're a female in the music industry in general, they always try to push you into that role of sexy front lady uh, and stuff. And it's not really my style. So I'm just, you know, I, I, I don't care showing off some skin, but it's always on my terms. And if I don't feel comfortable doing something, I won't do it. 
And you always have like guys, males who wanted more sexy, wanted more this or that and blah, blah, blah. And But yeah, I'm just not going with it. So I think you have to stand up for your gender. And in that case, we should get away from sexualizing women in general i think because you know that's a path through history that we maybe can end in our generation i don't think so but i like to do my part in that let's hope so (laughs) yeah yeah we have a long we have a long long way to go but uh yeah did that inspire you to like because I know you said that you got into metal vocals because you just wanted to see if you can do it. Was that a little bit of the reasoning behind it as well? Did you want to be a woman in the scene to kind of stir it up a little bit? Yeah, I, I, just, uh, I just discovered that I could do grunts and stuff. And uh, I didn't realize that, oh, I'm a woman and now I'm special in the scene. Because I hang out with guys all the time. Like, I think 80% of my friends, they're all males. So I'm surrounded by guys all the time. So when I started, I didn't really realize this. But now when the band becomes more popular, you see that it's like, oh, it's special. And they have certain expectations from you. And you have to look certain ways. And everyone has their opinion. But when I started out doing metal vocals I didn't really yeah didn't really think about it so in that regard like just doing what you want to do what has your evolution been like musically and professionally since 2015 how has your presence and expertise fortified the band's sound and overall appeal Storm Sleeper was my very first album that I had to do. I did some stuff in local bands before, but that was not comparable with what I had to do with Spoil Engine. So my skill level had to go up in like few months because we were recording very fast at that time. And I'm very happy that I had so much guidance from the guys and from the producer that we worked with in that time. So it gave me a chance to grow really quick. Then I started to do vocal coaching for other students. Yeah, and that's and that's what I'm still doing today. So I'm teaching other people how to do it, how to apply metal vocals. And that's a lot of the stuff that I learned along the way. So in my first, I think, first two years of Storm Sleeper. Well, I've been listening to the new album. I was lucky enough to get a chance to preview it. And I really enjoyed it, particularly the polarity of range and style. My favorite song is Golden Cage. I was just wondering if you have a new favorite song from this album and if there's any song you feel that you've surpassed yourself and created a new standard vocally. Yeah, the same as you. I like Golden Cage the most. And after that, Venom. So these are my two favorite songs on the album. I really explored uh, my vocal range there, added some different effects so that's something you heard well in that song. And I really like the build-up to the chorus. So yeah, that was a, a new standard, I guess, for myself. Not only do you refine your own craft, as you said, Golden Cage is your favorite, where you know, you've kind of made a new standard for yourself and, and played around with the strengths of your voice. You also help other people improve their skills as a professional vocal coach, as you stated before. You're currently based in Maastricht, Netherlands, at Vocal Center, and you focus on the metal genre with grunts, screams, distortions, and you and you also do other types of music as well, but metal's your focus. You began as a student there, so what made you want to return after your training to be a teacher? Well, I had a workshop at uh, Vocal Center from my colleague now, Marcel, 
uh, years ago. So when I was 15, got in touch with the company. After years, I just uh, landed on their website again and I saw that they were looking for vocal coaches. So then I sent a lot of spoil engine stuff to them and I told them, yeah, I can do this stuff, but I'm, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but I know that I can do this for hours without hurting my voice. So and then they called me immediately like, uh, yeah, we can explain what you do and teach you how you can explain it to other people. So then I had a training of five months with them in Amsterdam. And after that, I started teaching myself. So we have our own method also. It's called Vocal Essence. It's uh, actually for clean vocals, but I added a lot of grunts and screaming stuff there. So we all use the same method in the team. It's just the way that uh, the company teaches and looks at singers. We look at singers like athletes, basically. So that's how, how we train them, how we support them. It's not only like a vocal class. It's really a coaching track that when you work with me. So what is the secret to not completely destroying your voice singing the way you do? Because it seems to require a lot of agility and control. Yeah, control is the right word. If you're not in control while you do this, you're going to fuck up. So what I always try to teach my students is to relax the throat area. Because if you put too much pressure on your uh, vocal cords, you're going to damage stuff. So the trick is to relax everything and then push from your body to produce the sound and not use your normal vocal cords. You have something called false cords in your throat that uh, are going to vibrate when you do the grunting. So yeah, and you really have to learn how to control this because when you speak or when you do like normal clean singing, your vocal cords, they close. And when you do the grunting part, so the aggressive part, they have to open up and they have to be relaxed. If you did damage your voice, like how permanent is that? Like, that's not like a permanent thing or does it, does it take a while to recover? Yeah, it depends which, what, what you have, you know. Sometimes you have to go to a doctor and you need surgery, as many singers in the scene have if they tour a lot and they have a wrong technique. It's, you know, the first signs when, you're, when your technique is not 100%, it's raspy, weak, or some people cannot talk for hours after it. So then you know you're fucking up. And in the long term, you're going to have to go to a doctor because you cannot do this uh, forever. So what is your teaching style? Like what makes learning from you unique? Well, at Vocal Center, we all work with the same method. So we also call each other when we don't know something. Like if someone is in Amsterdam and I'm in Maastricht and they have to know something about heavy metal, they call me. If it's the other way around, I call them. So I also train people who do like pop or rap, hip hop, vocals. What makes us unique is that we asked our students every lesson again and again, what can I do for you today? So we work on what they want every lesson. So it's not like, okay, you come in and you have to do like exercises uh, with a piano for 20 minutes and you can sing for 10 minutes and then it's bye, see you next week. No, it's really every lesson you decide what you want to learn and what you want to do. What is the most common improvements people request your help with? Yeah, there are, there are many uh, people who cannot do the grunts for 30-minute shows, one-hour shows. So then they come to me and, and then I check what are you doing wrong and I teach them 
yeah, how they can apply the right technique. And there are also people who come to me who are uh, just starting out. They don't know how to do songwriting or they don't know how to do like proper stage presence. And then I just guide them through that. So, yeah, they choose what they what they want to work on. Before even this, and I'm not sure if this is before you were a student at Vocal Center or if it was after, but you're also involved in Pop and Limburg. Yeah. This year, I saw on your Facebook, you announced that you're a panelist as well as a judge. So I feel like it's a bit of a homecoming and a proud moment because I know you were involved as a contestant in 2014. Yeah, I was a contestant in Pop in Limburg. They have uh, many contests for local bands. So everything that happens in, in Limburg, they basically support it. I'm a judge for New of Noid. And the winner, the winning band of New of Noid, they can open a very big festival around here. It's called Pink Pop. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Yep, I have. Yeah, but it's huge. So a local band gets the chance to open up for like their favorite bands on Pink Pop. So that's a very nice prize. If you're just starting out as, as a band, it's it's very cool. So uh, so there are like five evenings where they play five bands. And me and two other judges, we choose who are the five best bands. And then they go to the finals. And then they they choose a winner from that. And they can play at Pink Pop. And they get a lot of coaching. Just like very good stuff for a band who just starts out. That's amazing. I think, yeah, it's, it is. It's so awesomely strange that you're, this is where you are now, come, like returning to this event in this way. So did this opportunity at Pop and Limburg, did that help motivate or prepare you for Spoil Engine? Yeah, sure. Because I also had um, lots of coaching from them. So I started a band in high school. And from uh, that point, we had first just like local gigs at the cafes. But when we joined Pop and Limburg's Pop Sport, it's called the <laughs> the contest, we really ha- we could play in like better venues, bigger venues. I got lots of coaching. We worked with Sander Gomans from After Forever. So he could tell us lots of stuff about the heavy metal scene and how things worked. And so I already kind of knew what was happening. And then I joined Spoil Engine. Well, next month you guys are having your release show at the Trax Concert Hall on the 16th in Roselaire, Belgium. You've stated previously it's the energy at concerts that made you love metal music. So how are you feeling about the new album and the upcoming performance? What do you want your music to do for listeners and fans? Yeah, the same, I think. I just want want the, the audience to feel the energy, to feel the message and have a good time in general at our concerts. I think uh, many people go to concerts in their weekends to just have a good time, be entertained, have some beers with friends. Yeah, and just support the community. So this is the first show of 2019 for you guys. And I mean, everything's new, like from the set down to how the live show is performed. What should fans expect from this kickoff and basically this new era of Spoil Engine? Yeah, well, we just built a, a bigger show, so there's there's going to be a lot of awesome stuff on the stage. I'm not going to gonna say much about that, but uh, yeah, it's really a new start for us. We have new energy. They should just all just come, enjoy the new songs and just join our new journey with uh, Renaissance Noir. Nice. Uh, Good luck with everything. I know it's going to be an amazing night for you guys. And I'm just happy that you guys are able to start this new album in such a positive way. 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. So why metal music? You live and breathe it, scream it, sing it, teach it. It's ingrained in your life and your identity. What's the deeper appeal that makes this genre essential to your lifestyle? Well, I started listening to metal when I was in uh, in high school. And the first thing that I loved about heavy metal is the energy. And I still love it. I, I can find it in some other genres, but not as um, in heavy metal. The people are friendly. The energy that, that comes from a stage when a band is playing. Just the whole scene around it is just lovely. And that's why it has like will always have a special place in my heart because you you know if you grow if you grow up on something it's it's never gonna leave you. So, my last question for you, Iris, is what else do you want to do? Like full badass, maybe too crazy to say it. Oh, I want to travel a lot. If, even if it's not with Spoil Engine, I I really like traveling. I've been to New Zealand a year ago, and I loved it so much. Just being able to travel around the country, get to know a different culture, see different places. I think that really changes you and ma- makes you richer as a human. So that's my thing. I want I want to travel. I want to guide more musicians, and I want to do more collaborations with other artists, musicians, maybe even outside. Yeah, heavy metal genre because I just love music in general so I'm open to anything. What's your hope in the future for Spoil Engine and I know you really want to come to the US and tour so. Yeah we would love to do that yeah we just want to play lots of shows uh, bigger shows but also the smaller shows because I love them so we just want to grow as a band basically so we 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 want to to see new places reach new people yeah and just come to the united states that would be really really awesome i've never been to the states well we have lots of fun over here at metal shows so expect me there when you guys and i know you will get over to this this side of the ocean so yeah oh would be awesome all right well that's all the questions i have for you today Thank you so much, Iris, for taking time out of your evening to join me and answer a few questions. Yeah, thank you so much and hope to see you soon in the States. Oh, of course. For more information on Spoil Engine's new album, Renaissance Noir, out November 15th, and to purchase tickets to their album release show, visit SpoilEngine.com. Visit MetalMavenPodcast.com for links to Iris's social profiles, videos, and read the full transcript of this interview. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to subscribe to Metal Maven Podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google.